Hey everyone, Darren here. As some of you know, this is our 50th episode, and it also marks our first year birthday. So I'd like to take a quick moment to thank all of you, our listeners, and our supporters, for after all, you're the reason we do this. Well, Phil talks about this shit non-stop, on and off the air, but even he would say, it's all for you. I would also like to thank all of our crew, past and present, for without their hard work and support, Phil would be a busy man. And finally, I'd like to give a very special shout-out to two of our listeners. So, Fari and Christopher Stenick, happy anniversary, and Christopher, happy birthday, bro. So everyone, please join me in raising a glass to the Stenicks. And unit, unit. So thank you all again, and here's to another 50 great episodes. Now back to your scheduled programming. It is a matter of history that as a young mech pilot, he won the Solaris Grand Championship using only an urban mech and a t-shirt launching gun. It is said that he wears a beard in order to hide a hideous scar, either that or a small gauss rifle. He once told a clanner to go fuck himself, and that clanner proceeded to do so, vigorously. He is the most interesting man in the inner sphere. Hello, my friends. I don't always say the word unit indiscriminately, but when I do, it's because I'm listening to a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. We are Jade Falcon, great among the clans. We are warriors who fight with the strength of the Falcon's claws and ascend to the heavens on the wings of the same. We remember with the clarity of Falcon's sight the words of Kerensky. Through the smoke of time he speaks to us, his chosen, and urges us onwards with the promise of Eden. We shall retake what is ours by right, that shining jewel terror. Not the vastness of space, nor the wolf's obstinate howl shall stay us from our righteous goal. We are crusaders and will trample all who stand in our way. Brought to you by ClanJadeFalcon.com You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 50. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It's October 31st, 2012, and it's our first year anniversary of the podcast and i'd like to say thank you to everyone out there and to our listeners 
And that's who my shout out is going to tonight is you guys. You guys have been awesome, nothing but supportive. And look where we have came in one full year around the sun. Thank you, Darren. Here, here. Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out today goes to all of our international listeners, including all my friends in Germany, and a big happy birthday to NGNG, and uh, happy Halloween, everyone. Yes, little kitties out there. All right, Brandon, who do you have tonight? Hello, this is Brandon, also known as Catrick Kell, and I'm just going to say I can't believe it's been a year already, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And Greg, well, Greg says hello to everyone. Greg's actually He's a ghost. For- well, he's up in Virginia, and I know they got dumped on with, uh, you know, the storm and snow. So hopefully everything's all right. And Greg, I will call you later. Yes. He is our our ghost host today. He's he's here, but we can't see him. And George, who do you have tonight, buddy? Well, hi there, everybody. This is George, also known as the voice of Duncan Fisher. I got two quick things. One is that I have a link up there that Boo could, you know, put up for us it's basically some uh it's a halloween thing that i did years ago like 20 years ago but um it's there if you want to listen to it and you can download it uh the other thing is i just want to uh, give a shout out to the no guts no galaxy podcast which i don't know if everybody is aware but it is now enhanced with windows 8 touch technology yes so go ahead touch us it's okay <laughs> oh yeah just like that yeah oh oh, oh that's awesome thanks been nice, watching george. too much tv george I thank think you so. and of course to our newest hostess laura hi guys i'm laura of bb wolf and my shout out goes out to damer igp's qa lead it doesn't really matter what it is it's his fault also to the eastern fox squirrel which is also damer's fault Oh, poor Damer. Squirrels. We actually have Damer in the audience. Is that is that true? That's what I heard, anyways. All right. Hello, Damer. I've heard a lot about you. Don't know why, but I have. Hopefully you enjoyed tonight's show. Again, welcome to our live studio audience. We've got some pretty awesome guests, and you're going to meet them soon. Just bear with us as we go through the news. And it is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3049. And now for the news. In the depths of the deep periphery lies the minor house of Sylvania, also known as the 312 Thunderclad Legion, ruthless tacticians of warfare in all its forms. They are fanatics that follow the prophecy established by their lord, Lucas Sylvanian, and Lady Curry Sylvanian. You're looking for a fanatical family of warrior tacticians, then check us out at www.312.org. Are you looking for more members for your Battletech or Mech Warrior unit? For your own unit sponsorship or recruitment ad, go to the donation page on our website at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Make a unit sponsorship donation of $20, and your ad will be included in the, uh, well, basically the first possible show. We're booked up to what now, Phil? November's done. Uh, we've already booked into December. We actually have a unit that's done multiple ads, and they're already in January. Yes, January is already starting to fill up. So if you're out there, if you're listening, and uh, you want your unit ad sponsorships, get them in now. That's all I got to say about that. And by the way, if you had to take a shot for every single time you did unit, Darren, it'd be like the Pulp Fiction you know, drinking game. Why do you think I sound like I do by the end of the show? Oh, okay. Just making sure. 
And yeah, so definitely get your unit sponsorship in there, especially if you believe that we will make it past uh, the end of the year and into 2013, as those are already booking up. And as always, our unit directory is online. Go ahead and get listed there now if you haven't. And of course, as we've mentioned before, there's premium listings if you want your listing at the top of the website. More eyes on on your ad. And with our new website design that will be coming soon, it'll be even more prominent. And are you a part of a unit participating in the upcoming MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior Tactics, Living Legends, MechWarrior 4, Mega Mech, or any other Battletech or MechWarrior-related group? If so, reserve your spot on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach TeamSpeak 3 server today. Server information is located on our website. Once logged in, contact Phil here, Sean Lang, and he'll get you all set up. This week in our international listener list, there's a bit, well, basically one change from last week, which is Finland and Russian have switched places. So number five... Finland, number four, Russia, number three, Germany, my good friends there, two, Canada, and number one, Australia, still holding strong. I, I see what you did there, Darren, I see. I'm making up. Yeah, you, you, you were a little angry. It, makeup sex is the best. It is. Oh. Okay. And we, <laughs> there's another clip, BB. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, we do have a name for our comic strip. First of all, thank you for all the support for the comic strip. Uh, We've basically just been inundated with positive feedback and people loving it. We finally did get a name, and the name for our comic strip, Drumroll, is Critical Hits. Now, where did we get that? Who who suggested that name? Do we remember? I I just want to go on a limb real quick and say thank you to uh, Hellman, a.k.a. Strudel, in Armed, because he actually supported MechNuts. And I thank you because you're the only freaking one in the world. And it actually, I thought it would have been better. And ooh, there's the live studio audience right yeah, there. Yeah, thanks. Douchey McNitty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> great name, by the way. No, uh, amazing. We had, uh, Rudy, uh, actually had a list of, it, it was like 40 ideas. Uh, some of them pretty random. But, uh, yeah, that one, we like it. And that's what we're going to stick with. So, uh, yeah, go. for everybody that helped and suggested names, thank you. We totally appreciate that because we couldn't think of anything. Yeah, uh, way to ruin my freaking year. Yeah, right? Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to go cry now. No, it so, was a pretty good case for Mechnuts, I must say. It was. He, he had a little explanation and a whole, you know, thank you, Hellman. You're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm very happy to have critical hits, so thank you for your support. Community Spotlight this week. Well, first of all, if you have a community spotlight that you'd like us to report, submit that to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Now, this week, Phil, you want to fill us in? Well, actually, Laura pointed me towards this. Laura, would you specifically like to talk about this? Because this is what you wanted to talk about earlier. Oh, yeah. Laura, what is the first Trial by Fire tournament? Give us some details. The Trial by Fire tournament is is a tournament being organized by Conrad and his buddies, but basically uh, anyone can enter, it can be group or as a solo player, but it's all trial mechs all the time. Nice, I awesome. like that idea, totally. Yeah, if, oh. you, if you want to complain about min-max and all that, this is not your tournament. You know what's funny playing is, field. I've, I've heard people be like, oh, trial mechs suck, or whatever. I don't know what your problem is, because I can hop in a 9L or a you know, 4SP or any of the stock mechs, and I do work in them, so... I don't know, maybe practice a little bit harder. Yeah, sorry. That's how it is. I saw Never Noob out there in the uh, same mech, and he was kicking some ass. I have spotted Never Noob. Yes, I've seen him. 
Surprisingly, he was just as bad in real <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Are... uh, awesome trial. And again, if you can be a part of that, um, I know a lot of the closed beta testers enjoyed the run hot or die. And I think actually that's still going on. So um, yeah, yeah, be a part of it. Looks like it's going to be fun. And of course, um, as more comes out, you know, uh, PGI will support it as much as possible. Absolutely. And I'll have a link to uh, this, obviously, in the show notes. Um, hopefully, you guys have been appreciating the links that I've been uh, inserting into the show notes lately. We have a another local game to announce, the same one as last week. So the game is in Lafayette, Louisiana, at the University of Louisiana in Lafayette campus. I guess that's the name of the campus. Look, They're looking for people to join their Battletech tabletop game. They also play other games, hopefully all from uh, Catalyst. And it takes place every weekend. If you're interested, email nxc4020 at louisiana.edu. Information will be in our show notes. And if you're playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more players, uh, or if you want to start one, we would love to announce it and advertise it for you for free. So email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info. And please don't forget to send us your pictures. Uh, And uh, for whoever this is that we're advertising in Lafayette, Please let us know how it's going, if you're getting members, and uh, get some pictures to us if you can. They're probably just screwing with you to see how many times you're going to mess up. I know. That is a tongue twister. And finally, funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting TeamSpeak 3 equipment, software prizes, and other projects. Check out our donations page, which includes recurring donations, unit sponsorships, George Ledoux recorded messages and ads, and our t-shirts will be going live tonight after the show. With this, I just want to let you guys really, uh, I'm just going to keep pounding it because I guess that's what we have to do. We have to ask, hey, go right now if you're in the live studio audience and you're capable. Again, if you're capable, go there, set up a $5 reoccurring donation, help us out every month and we can continue to do this show People keep asking me, you know, hey, why aren't you charging? Why don't you do a subscription basis? We don't want to do that. We really don't. We want this to be a freemium. And to be a freemium thing, you guys have to turn around and support. We took the leap of faith. Help us out. If you can, go and do that right now. And I know some people can't. Hey, awesome. If you can do a dollar, do a dollar. We actually had someone do a dollar. Hey, thank you for donating. I mean, that that really does. uh, Seriously, every little bit uh, helps and goes to something that uh, we're creating to return to you guys so it's worth it and that is the news phil all right guys tonight we actually have a few guests but starting off we're going to talk to specifically one and that's because well he can't be on here for much longer tonight and i want to introduce you to chris and i want to say this <laughs> correct and yes it is Claru. correct is that right chris you got it absolutely welcome chris i know um your your buddy uh James also is trying to be here, but we have some technical difficulties. But I want to say thank you for being a part of the show. And uh, first off, do you want to do an introduction of who you are and you know what your position is at Roadhouse? Uh, sure thing. Well, first of all, I want to say thanks very much for uh, having me here. It's it's really awesome to be on the show. Um, <clears throat> I am the game director for MechWarrior Tactics uh, with Roadhouse Roadhouse Games, or uh, and kind of my core responsibilities are, you know, 
chief whipper of design and and production and kind of holding the uh, the game vision and kind of ensuring everything runs smoothly and you know just like I said whipping lots of people it's fantastic have you ever physically thrown anything at someone at the office did nerf darts count yes yes, <laughs> yes. then yes many many thousands of times would you say that you're kind awesome. of uh, like a general manager or uh, no I'm more of um because I started off as the lead designer for this project, uh, so my roots are in the design side, and the director is the person that really enforces and champions that design, and is in charge of making sure that the vision is carried throughout art and design and um, tech, and just make sure that you know we don't lose that core vision of tactics, which is you know the the inspiration of BattleTech. I think. Well, first of all, I want to say we're super happy to have you guys on the show. Finally, we've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. I believe I met you in at GDC in San Francisco. Was that you? That was uh, both myself and James Romanchuk, who's a producer on this project. Uh, we're right. at GDC pimping for three days straight. It was awesome. Y- yep. Yes, Darren was the guy who looked like Sasquatch. <laughs> oh, yeah, we totally met. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed your presentation there. Um, I guess that was kind of, for me, an eye-opener to what the project was going to be. But yeah, I got a chance to meet you guys and uh, get your presentation, you know, what was that, a year ago? Almost a year ago? And uh, that's basically when I really fell in love with what Tactics was going to be. Before that, I was aware of it, but I was paying much more attention to Well, it was just announced, I mean, prior to GDC. I mean, it, it came out right before GDC and we really didn't know too much other than oh snap it's another MechWarrior game so yep and then I got to see it on the big screen in uh, high def and wow it blew me away and I have been uh, glued to what's happening with that project ever since so can you give us basically an idea of what is MechWarrior Tactics uh, sure thing. MechWare Tactics is a we're pushing for triple A kind of experience in your browser, uh, it is robots blowing each other up. Sorry, Max, I can't say robots anymore. Um, <laughs> oh, you can say robots. It's it's okay. Giant robots. <laughs> there it, you it, go. It, it is a uh, it's a turn based, free to play, uh, multiplayer, collectible, amazing um, game for your browser. Um, it played it through the Unity plugin, and uh, we're just trying to embody and capture that kind of tabletop feel in a turn-based strategy game that uh, hopefully reflects in most players' eyes uh, the essence of uh, tabletop. I do know hmm, this is a tough one because we know you guys sent out beta keys earlier and we know that there's been a is it a friends and family beta? Is that what you guys call it? We did a friends and family quite a long time ago. We've been inviting waves of uh, beta players for or new players into our closed beta, and ideally we're going to be we're going to be pushing for an open beta before the end of the year. Now we did have a roving reporter at the Nvidia event a while back, and he actually got to sit down and play it. Gave us a lot of insights to the gameplay, and basically, you know, he's he's a person that introduced me to the tabletop in mid early 80s so he's been playing the tabletop for a long time played mega mech and he was in love with the game he couldn't stop saying enough good things about it Uh, how do you compare tactics to say the tabletop or mega mech or other iterations well let's start with tabletop um Certainly, I, I'm a BattleTech player, a CBT player from a long time, from a long time ago, and I wanted to, in the design of MechWarrior Tactics, 
make it feel like it's a tabletop experience, but also kind of breathe some new life uh, into what was the tabletop game and draw as much inspiration, but not directly adapt it as like a Mega Mech did, right? We're, we're not trying to go one-to-one. We're trying to take the best parts of the tabletop game and transfer those into a, a free-to-play game that is quick to play, uh, that's exciting to watch, and that has some social elements to it. I was going to say... Me and Darren, about a year and a half ago, were playing Mega Mech, and you know, we we had this idea, and I think we said it early on in the show, you know, it'd be great if someone just made this 3D, and it looked really badass, you know, lasers going everywhere, mechs running, just in the movement phases, and fire phase, and all that attack, and then you guys announced, I mean, do I get any, like... Spotlight no, you don't. The, no, not in the credits. What I always pictured when we were playing Mega Mech is remember that scene in the original uh, Star Wars, I guess Episode Four, where they're playing the chess game and the creatures move around and fight each other. That's what I always wanted to see with with BattleTech and, and a tabletop type sim. And you guys are doing that. And from everything and, I and hear, you guys are introducing something different too. You're introducing like stacks and that the collectibles and the thing that pops out to me is oh and shit, that's like the card game that I used to play for Battletech. I still have the cards. I've got it right over there. i got a starter on my desk at work here, too. Um, (laughs) It's not really a card game, but we're using the card kind of mechanism for the collectability of tactics because really we wanted to make a collectible game. That's our core monetization for the game because it is a free-to-play game, but in order to keep making it and making it a fun experience and expanding it, you know, we've got to make some money too. So we're, we're introducing stacks, as you say, our, our booster packs where players can, uh, you know, pay their scrap or their C-bills, uh, get new stacks, get new content, use all that content in customizing their mechs, um, mech warriors, you name it, and then just field all that stuff and try to create this depth of... Uh, this tactical feel and the strategy through combinations of uh, different weapons and tactics and, and cards and abilities. So let me ask you, uh, customization. Um, I know the last video we saw, I think it was at E3. Yeah. You were sitting down. Um, actually it was with, with the, the cynical Brit. Yeah. Sat down with him and had a video. Am I right? Uh, yeah, that was actually at, uh, PAX prime and oh, okay. yeah, no, no worries. Uh, James, uh, Roman walked, um, uh, cynical Brit through. I think they played like a forty-minute game too. It was it was pretty epic to uh, watch them go at it, and it was a really fun experience. So since then, I mean, we got a look. You showed us sort of um, there was a mech lab and stuff. How much customization is someone like? Is there going to be? Are you going all the way down to like uh, actuators, or are you just keeping it simple and just doing weapons? Like, what is someone who, who's a you know BattleTech you know fan? How far down the rabbit hole are you guys taking this? Uh, as far as we can. Uh, let me just visualize this as I kind of walk you through it. Uh, so you have there's a couple different types of chassis that you can get. Chass uh, like for each different kind of mech, you have from the the stock variant, which is uh, locked in. You can't modify it really. It's kind of a, a preset playing piece that you can field immediately. Um, through different variants that have some locked weapons or tech in them, uh, but have open crit slots where you can do some customization, all the way through to a fully open design. And when I say fully open, it's really just using uh, different amounts and sizes of crit slots in different locations. So there's some 
you can drop whatever you want into those crit slots provided you have the right size and available tonnage to do that. So it's pretty robust uh, from each of the different types that you can customize. So you guys are sort of doing what Micron Line's doing, but instead of limiting it to you know a ballistic or an energy, you guys are saying, hey, you're just limited to how many slots as far as crits are concerned. So like uh, right arm or something, you might have three crit slots, make up one weapon slot. Am I coming through? Is that is that right? It's um. Let me see if I can explain it without uh, a visualization. We need pictures. We need yeah, pictures. I know, I know. We'll, I'll get you some. Actually, I'm, I, just as a side, I'm I'm writing uh, something for our forums too. Uh, it's a new kind of dev column, introducing new card types and and such. So expect some information in the very near near future about what I'm talking about. So as an example. For the open crit slots, you have, let's say, uh, in your left torso, you have one crit slot of size 3 and two of size 1, just as an example. So you could put in you know, two medium lasers or machine guns um, into the size 1, or even if you wanted to, put a machine gun into the size 3. Now, you're not optimizing. Uh, the restriction we do impose is that you can only put one weapon or tech uh, into a single crit slot. Okay, so that's sort of sort of balances it though you know so you can use up a, a full you know three if you just want to it's really up to you just with a uh, i'm assuming like a medium laser is like you know one crit right absolutely if you really want to have that ultra rare super badass medium laser and you all you've got is a, a size three crit slot you can put it in there it may not be the most efficient use of that space but you still have the option to do it oh my gosh so and it's kind of like omni without omni Omni without Omni. Okay. <laughs> we'll have to see it. We'll get those pictures for you guys on our website as soon as we get them from Chris. And, get, you know, uh, he gives us thumbs up to use them. We definitely want to thank you for being on the show. It sounds like the game is going to be kind of the best of the tabletop at Mega Mech and, you know, the, the card game all wrapped in one. We are super excited about seeing it, playing it, and being able to share more with our audience. And we'd I, love I to have, have you back. Yes. I did have a question for you, Chris. Um, have you guys ever thought, uh, granted, you guys are using Unity, um, which pretty much means if someone has like a tablet or a laptop or a mobile device that has that, they should be able to play this game. How, how is that going to go about? Are you guys uh, going to be supporting any other uh, mobile devices, anything like that? So the Unity plugin we're developing for is specifically for browsers. So we're going to just be focusing on the browser market at this point. I have no idea what's going to happen in the future. And so if a user uses it on whatever and it works, I mean, that's their choice call sort of thing? I don't know. Well, you know, absolutely. I mean, if if the browser <laughs> Unity plugin works on a device, then fantastic. But uh, it's like I said, we're only kind of optimizing and supporting browser uh, at this point so okay if it works awesome if it doesn't i don't know have you ever thought about doing the you know the um, microsoft tables where they're all touch screen like a flat screen uh have you guys thought about like having big versions of those you know like that would be pretty sexy but i i don't if you guys want to buy us one you know we can try it for sure yeah this yeah, is just uh right this is just a wish list here <laughs> all right well again chris i'm sorry uh james gonna be here um I definitely want to sit down and we definitely want to have you on the show again where we can talk in length, uh, you know, as, as you guys are more and more available as, as time goes on. And obviously, you know, NDAs lift and you guys are able to, you know, spill the beans per se. But just in general, what has been the most positive thing um, that 
you know has came out of this project for you? I mean, you said you're a, you're a BattleTech fan. You know, what's one of you know those things that maybe everyone should know about you and the favorite thing you get to do? You know, because of this project. I think the number one thing is just interacting with the community, right? It's it's for me, it's just seeing the kind of the, it was never dead, but it's almost seems like there's this reawakening of BattleTech and the MechWarrior license worldwide, and just being part of that and being able to contribute and interact with the fans and the authors, and you know, finally getting to meet Randall is uh, is, is a big perk of that, and I really enjoy that aspect. It's really been uh, rewarding so far. I know, and Randall's right there. What's up, Randall? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing fine, just kicking back and listening. And our other guest on the show, guys, Randall Bills. Holy shit, it's Randall Bills. He's right here. Hello, Randall. Hey, I know that guy. Glad to be on. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> yes. You guys have worked together quite a bit, correct? Uh, with Chris? Well, with you've worked with uh, MechWare Online. You've worked with um, Tactical Command. I mean, you, you're pretty much, you have your hands in like everything. I do seem to get my fingers into just about every pie that's out there if it's related to BattleTech. I don't blame you. Lucky and man. If, you know, of course, Chris, um, you know, anytime, we'll, what we'll do is we'll get you on the show later on. So you and uh, James, uh, we also have the Mech Steps and Beer. So uh, we will coordinate and see maybe if we can get you locked down for a Mech Steps and Beer where we can sit down with you for, you know, 30 minutes and uh, get a little bit more one-on-one action with uh, uh, I would love Darren. that. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up, let you go, Chris. Um, thank you so much for being on the show and giving us a little uh, preview. And definitely we want to have you and James again, either on this show or the Mechs, Devs, and Beer show, and uh, get some more detail, you know, basically when everybody's uh, hands are untied and we're able to go into more in-depth uh, discussion of the game. But I can definitely tell you um, all the NGNG crew and our listeners are super excited about tactics and can't wait to be uh, playing it with each other and our friends. And I will say, you need to pay attention to whatever your email box you subscribe to their website with. I know um, that they're sending out beta keys every once in a while, and that may be something we'll try to get a few of them and send them out to uh, you guys as well. So we'll work on that on our end. And Chris, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. And of course, as time goes on, we'll have you on again. I can guarantee that. That was my pleasure. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I'll uh, hopefully be talking to everybody again soon. Definitely, Chris. And you're welcome to stick around if you uh, want to, or you can leave at any time if you've got business to do. It's Halloween. Halloween. Go out there and yeah, party. Go, go drink. Yeah, yeah. I, I did this weekend, so I had plenty. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, this is George. I just wanted to say uh, really appreciate the work. And you know what? That is not a small Gauss rifle. I am just very happy to have you here. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. All right, guys, we're going to be moving on uh, to, and because of the show tonight and some of the uh, people have to leave a little bit earlier because it is a holiday. Uh, in some, some of the cars. Yeah. We've got... Uh, the world according to garth or as i'd like to say it garth uncle garth gather around all right so garth a lot of stuff has happened in this past week you guys went to open beta holy crap finally happened it wasn't just vaporware apparently you know you know i don't know what we've been playing for months this entire time uh and enjoying the hell out of how are things going actually going pretty good i mean obviously we have things we have to patch and things will change as we go forward and we need to add more but it's actually going surprisingly well to me because as a pessimist i uh, in fact i played a game about 
five games yesterday with some Germans led by Nash from the forums, and that was a lot of fun. They've spent probably half the time uh, apologizing for their accents, which I barely noticed, to be perfectly honest. But I had a hell of a lot of fun, and it's really fun to get out there and play it with everyone now. Awesome. Yeah, I've been playing with the Aussies more and more. One, because I've had weird sleeping hours. They were rolling this morning with eight groups of eight on this TS3. And there yeah, was they even more. Strong. Oh my god. And it just... It's funny. But, okay, so in general, there's a lot of things uh, people are maybe a little bit of upset about. I mean, what about netcode? And what about, you know, lag? And what about, you know, <clears throat> crashes and stuff like that? There's a little bit of negativity still on the forums, I would say. But on the flip side, you guys have clearly stated, hey, we're aware of the issue. Just give us a little bit more time. We're aware. We're fixing it every single time. Do you want to comment on that and maybe, you know, I don't know... We are getting ready to patch again, as we do frequently. I can't say when exactly. It'll be soon, though, because there are those things, and we we know what they are, so we're moving forward on patching them. And It's just, yeah, like I said, it's a matter of time. We find them, we fix them, we put them out. We're not delaying for time or anything, so the faster we can do it, the better for everyone, I would say. Well, I was going to say, the uh, November 6th, um, it, it looks like uh, Brian uh, made some posts saying November 6th, there's a patch coming, and he talked about the, you know, the heat sinks and what was going on with that. He talked about the latency issues. He talked about a lot of stuff. We also did an impromptu sort of ask Brian, I'll answer anything sort of thing. I guess my question is, is the communication with the players, a lot of people feel like you guys don't communicate enough. And obviously, well, you've got the show they can listen to and hopefully get a little bit more insight but what are other things that you know you guys are doing other than the forums that maybe um you know they can try to reach out and get their feelings contact yeah i guess i don't well um what happened there was uh i went through sort of brian and i and mods and whatnot and we took the biggest issues people like the most frequent things we saw popping up things like double heat sinks aren't working correctly or um, matchmaking is broken or things like that and uh, he said okay I'm going to go and I'm going to answer them all to help just sort of everyone knows what's going on because a lot of the time what happens on the forums is while one out of every hundred people is having a problem all of those people having that problem get together and then it seems massive and we have to say whoa whoa we know what it is we've fixed it Here's how, here's when it's coming. We and it's like the group, know. it's the group mentality, mob sort of thing. Oh, pitchforks. So like someone just says like, oh, well, I've noticed this and it doesn't, you know, is this, this isn't, you know, quite working the way. And then someone else come in. Yeah, it's broke. You guys fail. You guys suck. You know, you, you betrayed us. And then someone else is like, yeah, grab your pitchforks. And it's like, you're doing this on purpose and you're holding it back from us just to make us suffer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> one thing to really? keep in mind too is, um, these people have often had really, really annoying experiences just before they got in this forum. Like, the guy played a game, he ran into a pre-made, he's like, oh, I hate this, goes to another game, it's another pre-made. Now, that's annoying. And uh, it's just, I can understand totally where they're coming from. You know, like, that, it's, it's frustrating. That, but at the same time... Doesn't in every game, though? You're going to run into players that are better than you, and you're going to run into groups that are better, and... It, that, that happens in Call of Duty, that happens in Battlefield 3, that happens in freaking Guild Wars 2. I mean, it happens in every... It League happens in Eve. Eve Online. Oh my you god. Name it. 
you know. Yeah, oh, I think welcome, the key Greg. is um, educating the player base, is to get them to, so that you can't even a play skill, obviously, but you can get them like, hey, are you using C3? Are you using TS3? Are you using in-game chat? I've been in dozens of games where no one says anything except me. I'm like, hey guys, how's it going? Nothing. Hey, I think we should go to the left. Nothing. And it's just educating people. Talk. Understand well, what you're doing. And then what happens? Uh, no communication. Someone splits off or, or two or three split off and next you know they died. Now you're down, you know, eight to five. And they say, well, players shouldn't have to hop on a, you know, third party software to coordinate. Well, Maybe you're right, but you at least have to communicate, and the easiest way to do that is via voice, so you don't have to type while you're trying to fire. So it's one of those things where I've seen uh, players will get in there and will say, hey, you know, we're going left, we're going right, follow us, and, you, you know, it usually helps them out. But you have people out there that, I guess, I don't know, you've you got to work together in this game. You, you have to, and if you don't, well... Enough you, negativity. This is a celebration episode. What I would like to know <laughs> is... Um, what are are there some good things that you can say? Like for example, I've been playing and I've been having a blast. It seems like there's a lot of people playing. I've been getting in matches quickly, you know, and I've been having a, a great time with everybody that I've been playing with. Are there any positive things that you can tell us about? I've had a bunch of really good games recently, and uh, I had this incredible battle with someone. I was in my Jenner, and uh, I was pretty hurt at this point, and so was he. And I think we spent five minutes dueling each other it was just insane like i took his arm off he was in an awesome and uh every time i went past he hit me just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit and i'm like oh man it was literally down to the wire and people were saying in chat holy crap i've never seen a fight this good and these guys are just like i'm doing figure eights around him and he's leading me perfect and he's trying to hit my legs and it was just i could not believe how fun that was and i i ended up winning but even had i not like it really came down to the wire i was like okay my center torso is going to give and just then his did instead but i was like just this is what i want people to see i really wish i'd been recording because it was just an amazing fight that's what that we had uh, awesome. we were playing last night and uh short painter was in uh his scouting jenner got down to like 16 health he was smoking there sparks going everywhere i'm like how are you even standing i mean it was great you know but We've been thoroughly enjoying the game. Um, and again, I, I want to say that the majority of people probably listening to this show are enjoying the game as well. And I just want to, as Darren said, let's overshadow the negativity because, look, it's one of those things. I have never been proved wrong by you guys of saying, wow, these guys are a bunch of idiots. They have no idea what they're doing. They're just out for our money. Which, by the way, that Brian's comment on there was hilarious. If anybody else read that when Brian sort of <laughs> Did you read that, Garth? The first two or three? Uh, yes, it was. Oh my god, I was I was like, I was talking to uh, Laura, and she was like, "Phil, you need to read this." I was like, "Hold up, are oh, you I serious?" Was dying. <laughs> it was great, but yeah, outshine all this negativity. Look, you can see where things are starting to fall into place, and we'll talk about that shortly uh, as far as uh, the latest patch and what that offers up and some of the the changes to gameplay I've seen already. So. You guys will continue to talk with the community, continue to update stuff. And obviously, November 6th is at least um, that's what some of the dates we've seen on the forums posted up by uh, Brian himself. So I'm assuming that's what you guys are going to shoot for for next we week. We have a pretty big patch. Sort of, uh, we stacked a bunch of changes we want in by then. That's why these sometimes shift days because we have all these things we want and sometimes not all of them make it in there. You need one for the other, so sometimes it'll shift around. But November 6th is our big. This is when we want a ton of new stuff to go in and fixes, as Brian said. Awesome. 
Well, hey guys, we're gonna actually gonna move on because Garth has shit to do. He's got a real life. Hey, real quick, um, Phil, the link there for Ekman's thing is not working. Uh, mm-hmm. it's it's on the closed bit. Yeah, you can't yeah. read it. That's uh, anything yeah. in the closed beta forums is now off limits. It's okay. gone. But it was hilarious. So what no, was the comment? It, well, no, basically it started off, uh, Brian um, hopped on there and he said, for the next 60 minutes, ask me anything and I will do my best to answer. And I saw it right away. So I was just refreshing and reading because he would quote the person, then he would, you know, answer it. And literally, there is 15, 15 pages, pages 15 of information. Pages. Yeah, we yeah. can't even talk about it at all because there's so much stuff. So if you got to read it or if you are still able to see it, I don't know if it's on there still. I think it is. You just have to log in if you were part of the closed beta. Nope. Nope. Oh, it's, it's all gone. gone. Never mind. It's all it's gone. gone. Nope. It never happened. It's, it's, yep. I don't know what we're talking Comstar about. Comstar intercepted. Comstar. The ship was real. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your system has been interdicted. There you go. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, uh, I knew I should have paid that bill. Garth, thank <laughs> you for being on again and, and uh, dealing with some of that. Some of those issues. And um, we will see you, Garth, tomorrow for Mech oh, yeah. number two with, oh, wait, who? Russ? Russ Bull? I think, is that that guy's name? Yeah, is I that think that's I think that his name. Do you know who he is, Garth? Does he, like, do things? I think I've heard of him. So yep. we will be sitting down with Russ tomorrow and Garth in the Mech and Pier number two. Same time, same us. place. Same bat channel. All right, Garth, so thank I'll you see again. See you later. Have a good, Have one, a good evening, buddy. And happy Halloween to everyone. Happy Halloween. Have a good one, Garth. Have fun. Happy Halloween. Thank you. For All right. On. Now on to the main, the main dish. Again, Randall, thank you so much for being here. Sorry it took us so long, really, to, to bug the crap out of you and get you on here. But I'm glad we did bug the crap out of you, and you're finally on the show. Welcome again for being The man, the myth, the legend, Randall right Bills here. is here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I uh, just apologize. It uh, took me so long to finally uh, be able to come on. So glad to be here. It's it's all right. You know, all all good things in time. That's right. Definitely good things to those that are patient. Can how, can I ask how... a quick question? Who is this guy again? <laughs> now, now that being said, you know maybe someone out there doesn't know who Randall Bill. So Randall, would you like to introduce yourself? Maybe your title. You know who you work for. Give us your BattleTech back. A little bit of accolades. You know, drop the it on thing? us. No, I was going to say, the whole thing's a pretty long story. Uh, just the tip. Just, just the tip. tip. Whoa. Oh. Uh, so, oh I have been, uh, let's see, I've been playing Battletech since December 1986. I then got a job as the assistant uh, game developer at FASA Corporation in 1996. And then since then till now, I have worked in a huge variety of, of ways on Battletech. So some, well, 16, maybe heading towards 17 years. Uh, yeah, I think the response on Battletech. Our, our live studio member sort of puts in context. He says, oh, shit, I just realized he did Path of Glory and he loves that book. Well, thank you. That was uh, that was actually the very first novel that I, that I wrote. So I got a lot of... Uh, a lot of very fun memories of the pain of uh, <laughs> some very late nights trying to get that thing done. And finally, uh, somebody on the show that actually has more Battletech experience than I do be- because of age. I didn't <laughs> say anything about age. That was Darren Randall. No, not saying his age, saying my age. Like, I've mm-hmm. always been the one that's yep. had the most experience just because I'm older. But now we have 
the man himself. Yeah, I have, uh, it is sometimes stunning to think how long I have been, uh, either playing the game or working on the game, and I've even had conversations with a lot of different people of, you know, is there some day that I'm gonna wake up and decide that I'm tired of this, and so far it just hasn't happened, and I gotta think at this point it probably never will, so. Hell no. So I gotta um, ask, I was gonna ask you a question, do you have a box of battle droids? Actually, I do. Um, now, I didn't pick up Battle Droids when it first came out, because I, I started in, in 86, so that was a year after it had transitioned from Battle Droids to Battletech. And for many, many years, I used to go to conventions and go to their, um, where you go and you're, you're buying the games, you know, hunting through people selling off their games. Oh, yeah. And, and it was 92, I think, and I, I was doubting Phoenix still. And I'm going to a local convention. I think it was a Wester Colt. And I'm telling my friend as we're leaving that I have to come back super early the next day to the convention because that's when it was going to be Saturday. That's when they'll have the most games out because I'm hunting for it. And I want about I'm looking for battle droids. And the guy looks at me kind of funny. He's like, battle droids? You know, I, I think I got a copy of that on my, on my shelf that I opened once and that's it. And, and I'm like, um, can I buy it from you? <laughs> and he's like, sure, you got 20 And so I handed him a $20 bill, and I got oh, pretty much a, a mint conditional wow. battle droids. So, yeah, now luckily after that, I, you know, I was able to keep up, and I'm pretty sure I have, you know, one of almost everything ever. But that battle droids was definitely one of those nice presents that just fell right in the lap. That's that awesome. awesome. Okay. So, uh, well, currently, I am actually... Um, I work for Catalyst Game Labs. That's my full-time job. I'm the managing developer there. And so uh, Herb Bees is actually the direct Battletech line developer, so I do more kind of like strategic coordination with him. Um, I still do some direct uh, work. For example, there's a very large Battletech rulebook that I'm working on now that has been kicking the crap out of me that I'm still working on. And then I also do, as you guys are mentioned, I kind of have my fingers on a lot of different pies. I was able to do some of the scripting and scenario sketching out for uh, McQuarrie Tactical Command. Uh, and then I'm the continuity editor and fiction content manager, both for McQuarrie Online and McQuarrie Tactics. So I don't really deal directly with the game design of either one, um, but anytime any of them have a, a continuity question um, they can come to me uh, and then the vast majority of all the fiction content that appears on either site so um, is ISN usually generated by me yeah all of those in fact I'm I'm terribly late this last week I need to get a new batch to Garth but yeah all of those are mine so basically a, a pretty open schedule you sit around I, I every love day that with nothing to do all of them everything is uh, yeah that's me um, <laughs> <laughs> yes i uh well and then you know i have uh other game lines uh you know we just uh, catalyst just launched leviathans which is a big uh miniature steampunk setting that was my game design so yeah i i do tend to and then of course i'm two feet away from a giant huge axis and allies game that my son and i are playing so i i do tend to awesome. uh, keep the docket pretty full nice yeah, we actually have some listeners that are playing Leviathans. I haven't had a chance yet myself, but it sounds pretty cool. I was going to say, can you... I mean, what what has fascinated you? I mean, like, what has driven you about Battletech? Like, what 
What's that visceral thing that, I mean, really gets your heart going? I mean, and that's kept you in it. Um, I never underestimate the 11-year-old boy that just loves the concept of giant robots kicking the crap out of things. Um, I, I, not, I think it was even just last year I was at Origins and the Tactical Operations book has a fantastic Michael Comark cover on it and it's just a really cool mech with guns blazing and shells cascading down into the snow and this little I think probably seven or eight year old boy is walking along with his dad and he just stops dead with this whole what is that <laughs> and it was just so cool to you know lean down with him and talk to him or or even just this last gen con I was sitting down uh, getting ready for the the masters tournament where you know, fans were able to come and, and play against us. And uh, last year, wow, we got our heads handed to us. But uh, this year, we made up for it. Uh, but the, again, this little kid comes on by, and he's like, "Oh, or you know, what's this?" And and the guy next to me immediately uh, pulls out his big box of minis, and his, and the whole game stopped as we're showing it off to this boy and you know no one's like oh you know kid get out of the way or anything because we could all see in this boy that look on his face the look that is still inside of us every time we sit and we read a story or we play a game whether it's tabletop or the computer games or whatever it just it just has this almost indefinable way of putting its print in us or sinking its teeth into us and it just it won't let go <laughs> i remember that exact moment when I first saw Battle Droids, when I first saw Aerotech, and when I first saw City Tech, I remember specifically seeing those and just falling in love with the whole franchise. I, I chose the very first novel I read because of the cover. And uh, it was, you know, the Blood of Kerensky uh, trilogy. And I was like, oh shit, there's robots. That looks badass, you know? And here I am. I was 12 at the time. And that's how I got into it, it was because of the cover art and robots. And then from there on out, it was just. Yeah, I mean, it's history. It's a combination of that. You also, you know, then layered over that. Because I think if, uh, ultimately, if it was just the giant robots, I, I'm not sure if it would have the staying power at the end of the day. I mean, that certainly is the bedrock. But then over that and kind of woven through it is the supporting network of the the epic scale of it, the, you know, clashing armies across alien worlds, um, the the heroes and villains that you know the, you just love to either the hero that you that you love reading about or or the villain that you just love to hate you know quite often you know the 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 writers try so hard to make the characters as flesh and blood as possible um, and all through the history of the publishing of all these books you know you can just see these characters grow and do magnificent things and you know, i don't know how many people come up and you know tell me about the stories of of the games that they play where they're playing out the events of what they read in the stories and and how they did it differently or how they you know i mean heck again coming from going way back in the day who didn't you know wanted to meet natasha on the field of battle and and you knew you wouldn't beat her, but as long as you lived and, you know, maybe <laughs> made it out of there with your mech, it was all good. And you know, I think all of those are kind of those the, the touchstone points that has made it survive all these years. And uh, just over this last year or two has just had a just brilliant, fantastic resurgence. 
Hey, speaking of uh, the novels and resurgence, um, we we did for a while. We had a segment, basically book of the month, but it, it was making our show go too long, so we we postponed that segment, and we're thinking about doing a podcast of of the book of the month separately from this podcast. Well, well yeah, but that plus none of us would read the books except well, Phil. Which... My question is though, and that's part of it is that it was very difficult for us to find the the older books in print or um, as a, you know, audio book. Is there any plan with the resurgence of the franchise to maybe make some of those books available? Would that be something that Catalyst would be a part of? Or where does that stand, basically? Um, actually, we had, um, coming up on a year ago now, or, or a little less, we had actually gone through... And we had maybe 70 or 80% of the, you know, I mean, it's it's 100 plus novels. So it's a, it's a huge back catalog. But we had taken about, as I said, about 70% of them, had them all up on ebooks, and we're actually selling them off of the, off the Biotech site. You can get them directly as, as uh, PDFs or EPUBs, you know, what, what, whatever flavor is going to fit. Oh, awesome. Uh, however, the uh, about six months ago, our license holder, because Catalyst, again, if there's anyone in the audience that doesn't know, um, Catalyst Game Labs doesn't own the rights to Battletech. We license it from Tops, uh, and Tops is actually the company that owns it. And they were doing some reviews on some contracts uh, related to a lot of those old novels, and they requested at that time for us to pull them all off. So we're we're basically waiting for them to get through the process of whatever it is that they need to be done, so we can turn around and, and get them back live. Um, so well, there is there is absolutely every plan to still do that. We just don't have an end date of when that might happen. I know so it's who, unlikely, but if anybody from Tops is listening, there is a window of opportunity here, fellas. That or I can just give them some motivation with a rifle i mean um window break yeah oh no well let me ask uh, this question from a different angle would it be possible to do more audiobooks of the battletech universe good question man uh we're actually (laughs) looking into that it's just not something we've really done um i know during the whiz kids the beginning of WizKids, kind of end of fast, the beginning of WizKids, um, a few audiobooks released. Uh, but I still think that was a time when the technology for doing it was, you know, kind of more complex, more expensive. Um, and all of that has become much easier to do, a lot less expensive. So we are slowly starting to explore that option. Um, but, you know, again, it's still a little bit down the line. I guess uh... I, I would totally buy. Pretty much every single one of them. I love audiobooks. Probably my favorite thing to listen to in the car. And I love Battletech. So. Yeah, I can I can attest that we have a large audience of people that either want to read the books or get one for their Kindle or the audiobook, anything. I mean, um, we really want to start the, the book of the month up again and just have a hard time getting our listeners copies of the books. So I, hopefully I mean, something will happen. You know, it's one of those things I had to collect mine over years. And, you know, luckily I did it young enough where a lot of the older ones I had, you know, right off the bat. But speaking of novels, what's going on right now? I mean, like, for someone who's been following it, we, you know, the the clan Smoke Jaguar got wiped off, you know, the face of, well, sort of, you know, Victor came back and, you know, found, you know, everything in ruins. And then you guys moved towards the Dark Age. 
is is there any plans to continue where the Dark Age left off, or is there any new plans for taking the, I guess, the series somewhere in another direction? Uh, can you talk on that any bit? Uh, I certainly could talk somewhat. Um, what basically what happened is when WizKids um, acquired the Biotech property after after FASA closed its doors, um, they went and did the Dark Age era, which you know basically kind of skipping sixty five years into the future from where the Biotech setting was at at that time, uh, which is basically kind of the end of the FedCom Civil War, and so the. Uh, publisher who was doing the, the novels at that time wanted to support the Dark Age. And so we actually came up with a, uh, a site called Battlecore.com, which was a fiction subscription website that over the last, well, I guess it has been like seven years, we've probably pl- published two million plus words of fiction up there. Now, none of them are novel size. They, they're all just either short stories, novellas, um, serialized fiction, that type of thing. But there's, you know, a ton of fiction, both from new authors as well as, I think we managed to round up at one time or another almost every single one of the of the novelists to do some type of short fiction on there. Um, and then as we ran through the Jihad, which is the major story arc that kind of fits in between the FedCom Civil War and the Dark Age, a lot of the books took on, the source books took on a different feeling to help us kind of offset the fact that, you know, we're having to tell the stories in a different way because we didn't have those print novels. Um, We're, you know, Catalyst, uh, uh, all of the people involved in Catalyst love print novels. We absolutely want to get back there. We are looking at that. You know, unfortunately, it's, it's a very big investment um it's a lot of time it's a lot of resources now would you guys like i don't know your guys feelings would you continue where you left off as far as dark age or would you say you know hey that was that company's attempt at it no no we're we we uh, our our process has always been that the dark age simply is another era within the biotech universe and and in fact starting next year uh uh for this year, Catalyst did actually a fair number of Star League era source books with uh, uh, Field Manual Star League Defense Force, with um, you know Era Twenty Seven, uh, Era Report Twenty Seven Fifty, and then the first volume of the Liberation of Terra historical source book, and then we have a second one coming out. And then starting next year, we'll actually start publishing source books, um, Era Report Thirty One Forty Five. Uh, I believe there's a field manual in there. I'm sure there will be a tech readout where there's still lots and lots of things that haven't been really answered about the Dark Age. Um, uh, A lot of open questions that we want to go ahead and answer. And then, you know, as as always, it's while one of the great things about the Baltic Universe is you can come out with source books that flesh out you know, almost a thousand years of history, it's still an arrow moving forward. So, you know, we don't have any current plans to do a reboot or, you know, scrub history or anything like that. It's, it, well, it's about still moving so, forward. There's so much in the timelines that you, uh, you can do. No, I don't know. 65 years in the interstate, you told me something interesting happened. I doubt it. I, so, <laughs> I doubt it. What I really want, though, with the novels is a prequel, you know, like something starting even earlier. I would love that. Yeah. Um, 
we can always say what if. I mean, I know the last interview you were asked, you know, what your thoughts on were the clans and, you know, some of the things that were introduced. I mean, and from the, I guess, from the novel perspective and storyline, it offers up a ton of stuff. But from Battletech and the tabletop, I think you said it's the most, like, hair-pulling job to balance things that are introduced and not to totally negate things of you know old and past where they're still relevant on you know the tabletop and i remember i could just hear and see the frustration you know um that you, you and you still have to deal with that anytime you introduce a new weapon or a mech you have to make sure that it's well it's not gonna be too op or unbalanced well yeah absolutely i mean one of the and again, it's just kind of that legacy. I think ultimately it's, it is what has enabled Battletech to survive all these years. Um, you know, I've said it many times that the, you know, if you look at Total Warfare, if, if you're a person that hasn't played Battletech in a number of years and you're coming back and you're picking up Total Warfare and you're looking at particularly maybe the infantry or the vehicles, um, there's a lot of changes in the rules from what somebody might recognize but if you dig down to the core of the game in particular just straight up mech on mech combat um it's pretty much exactly as it has been since 1985 uh i can't think of another game in the entire adventure game industry that has been in continual publication for 30 years that at its core the game mechanics haven't changed at all so I think you can make a really good argument that in addition to all the themes and, and visuals that we've talked about, that that legacy of this, of this game where you can still pull out that record sheet from, you know, that centurion that you pulled out of one of those old record sheet books in, the, in you know, 1987, you can still pull it out and slap it down and play it against anything that's ever been published. Uh, so that while that's a great legacy, it does in fact <laughs> cause a lot of frustration as you're trying to. You then have to, when you do introduce a new weaponry, it has to find some interesting niche, and it it does mean that some weapon systems. Uh, you know, I get endless. Uh, you know, I see endless discussions of you know the light PPC. Okay, tell me how I can use this because it just doesn't seem that useful. And ultimately, well, it's actually not that useful. <laughs> Uh, whereas gotcha. you can then you can then turn around and have things like the snub nose PPC, which is a kind of a very different take on it, and really a rather new weapon against you know 30 years. Um, and yes, it's yet it's one of the my favorite weapons of all time. I just I just love playing with it because it takes a lot of finesse to use it right. I was going to say, and I mean, you see the translation in MechBar Online where not only. Well, the tabletop way, you've got the damage, the heat, the air, you know, effect of the weapon, where now in a 3D game, you have, you know, the rate of fire, the velocity of the round, the area effect, the damage, the different projectile types, you know, all of you, you, so many things you can create and balance off of. Speaking of old things, we actually we're going to be moving on in the show to our next uh, category. We'd love for you to stick around and sort of... Uh, you know, pipe in here or there. And the next thing we're going to talk Actually, about is before Mech of the you, Week. Yeah, before you get into the Mech of the Week, and you can start that segment again. Um, <clears throat> Randall, it sounds like you have kids. I do have kids. You going, uh, you heading out tonight, trick-or-treating? Actually, I was looking at the clock thinking I just might be hitting the end of uh, what my wife's going to let me do. Roger. <laughs> so that's what uh-huh. I wanted to check. Anyway, um, we want to thank you so much for being on the show. We really hope we can have you back again. Um, thank you for being a part of this big show for us, our 50th show. 
and uh, and have a happy Halloween with your family, and uh, we will be in communication with you soon. Thank you so much, guys. Again, I'm glad to finally have uh, been able to make this work. I had a blast, and absolutely, you know, just uh, let me know when you want me back, and I'll be back. Sounds <laughs> like a plan. Thank you again, Randall. Thanks, guys. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy you Halloween. Too. Have, have a good night, night Randall. Be safe. Happy out there. Halloween, Randall. Nice to have you here. Everybody, get ready. Drink oh. in hand. Oh. Unit, oh, unit, unit. I don't, unit. I don't have uh, my drinks in my lap. Unit. <laughs> All right. Moving on to Mech of the Week. Your vote, your choice. And now, this week's Mech of the Week. Hello, this is Duncan Fisher. I was in the Valhalla Club the other day, and you know who everyone was talking about? The Kelhounds. These mercenaries have made quite a name for themselves in the inner sphere, and they are looking for contracts. They have gone from being in the frying pan and into the fire but I have always come out on top. So if you need some help against those pesky pirates, or you just need some security and protection, the Kelhounds are ready and willing to jump to your system at a moment's notice. For contracts and recruiting, contact Nicholas Shadowwolf Jericho Kell or Vincent Sion Koga Kalur at www.thekelhounds.net. Remember, no security is better than having a hound on guard. You guys chose the Mackie. Yeah. Which, uh, no you sound disappointed. No, well, actually, I, I saw it coming. Someone, um, it was like the first person who voted for it, and I was like, it's going to happen. They're, everyone's going to see it. Wouldn't wanna... you say that this is almost, in some ways, the most iconic mech of all? Almost um, in some ways? That's not a mech some cat. Ways. No, I wouldn't say it is, because a lot of people probably don't know what the Mackie is, to be it's honest. It's like... Tell well, us how okay. you really feel. Let's let's fill them in. Let's tell them what it is. Well, let's do this. First off, the Mackie. Um, it was basically the first battle mech, um, you know, sort of invented ever. Yeah, just play that down. Yeah, you well, know, that was my point. It's not iconic, iconic like the Atlas because of the skull or the Marauder or, you know, whatever. But it's iconic because it was the first fucking battle mech out there. It is the uh, basically father of all battle mechs. I was going to say, this is what you guys used to use back in the day, right? Back in the day, when we only had Mackies and we had to go a mile uphill in the snow. Yeah, so basically, the uh, the Mackie was made in 2439. Uh, the Mackie is actually the first true battle mech. The Mackie's first tr- uh, combat trial was on February 5th, 2439, where the test pilot, whose name was Charles Kincaid, I wonder if he was related to the painter. Anyway, doing something better than painting stupid uh, cabins in the woods utterly obliterated his test targets which were four remote control Merkava heavy tanks. Which is so funny because they have the Merkava which is a today's main battle tank in Israel and it's in 2439. Wow, that's a... I love the 80s. Um, anyways, another thing is it's 100 tons, goes 54 km, and it has a PPC, two medium lasers, and an AC-10. The one thing I always thought was unique about this mech, regardless of the design or anything, was the history behind it. One, it was the first battle mech. Two, aesthetically, they always talked about how this thing was just a... Uh, you look at, like, a, a modern, uh, you know, battle mech, and then you looked at this thing. You look back at the, you know, mech, you, you look back at the modern one, and you're like, holy crap, you know, like, the tech has improved. Um, 
Look at your that mech. Me. Look at mine. Look at your mech. <laughs> uh, you do read it uh, a few times. It does make appearances in some of the novels, uh, specifically even in the uh, Smoke Jaguar, the Twilight of the Clans, a Mackey makes an um, appearance because the clans, a few of them, still uh, had those, specifically the Smoke Jaguars on Huntress. There's a few mentions of it. Our live studio audience keeps... Uh, yep. You're right, Walkie. That's what I was talking. Uh, Star Captain Horse from the Jade Falcons uh, uses it in, against, in a trial versus the Smoke Jaguars. I actually like that novel. That was a good one. Uh, with the Mackie, uh, I've actually never used this in the tabletop or even in Mega Mac. Never have I ever. Darren, have you? No, I can't say that I have. I've looked at the artwork. I'm familiar with it, but I have never used it in anything. Hmm. I think we should. I wonder if Tactics will have a Mackie just for like. Mm. That would be hilarious. Mackie only draw. Just say Mackie's against Urban Mex. Who would win? Mm. You watch. It'll show up in MWO, and somebody will complain about how ridiculously overpowered and pay to win it is. It's OP. Oh my god. If for those who don't know, there's a lot of information as far as storylines behind BattleTech and specifically the timeline you get you can see when all this stuff starts to click, you know, when we uh, supposedly go to the stars and the Fushida, you know, drives and you know the first mech, the Mackie and then stuff like that. It's really cool to see all of it sort of um, lay out in a time frame and timeline. So whoever did that, obviously a lot a lot of thought process in it. I thought that was really cool. But we're going to move on to community questions, and I just want to make a disclaimer. We can't answer every question, and I know we asked you guys to ask questions, but posting a thesis paper of questions, I'm sorry. We're going to pick, like, one, maybe two out of that thesis, and then we're going to, you know, move on. What um, he's saying is that we appreciate the effort because we really do need the questions, but we can't answer every question. So we're going to do our best to answer as many as we can, especially the ones that are uh, topical to what's going on And if on it makes you now. feel any better, you can post a thesis, Brandon will read it, and then we'll choose, like, one question out of it. Better than me. And then I have to do a 15-page write-up about that thesis. And then I delete Pretend it. Pretend it's Nietzsche. And then you delete it. Yeah, jerk. <laughs> yes, you can have a sandwich, David. A sildenafil <laughs> cyanide sandwich. <laughs> All right, Rattlehead NZ asks, I've been listening to the podcast for a while now, and flicking back, playing the old ones, I had a good laugh listening to all the music changes. I really like the guitar score that you guys use at the start of the show for your podcast. I'd like to hear a recap of how your music choices for the podcast become what it is now and i just want to say by any chance that guitar thing have to do with garth and wayne darren and those time frames in your life um i was a big fan of wayne and garth is that what you're what are you asking right now that you know that your little guitar because it's party time maybe wayne's world maybe subliminally or something Party you, well, you, you're going to have to talk about the, the music because I have no choice in that. Can we have wild stallions in our cockpits? Yes, no. What the... F- what? Wild Do Stallions you? was their band. Oh, oh man. True. Wild Stallions. Wow. <laughs> Bill and Ted, Excellent Adventures. Be excellent to each other. Why is Definitely why a classic the movie. person with this in the entire podcast? Yes, you're, this is ridiculous. Hey, I was right not, there with uh, you. I'm not going to say anything. Congratulations, you're old. 
<laughs> Congratulations, you're a nerd. You the, can the, step right up and pick up your prize. Rattlehead, the answer is I just like guitars. And I, I heard that lick somewhere on one of the sites that I get uh, my music from, and I liked it, and I put it in there. Well, and one of the things is we, we have to use royalty-free, and um, we actually pay um, I do month. a lot of hunting to try and keep our music as uncheesy as possible and let me tell you it is fucking hard because the music that is out there that's available for podcasts like us to use is 99.9% complete cheese thank Darren for no dubstep in NGNG podcasts <laughs> do you know how many times I've, I've almost had it I've almost used it because you know I, I kind of get bored of using the same stuff but yeah no, no <laughs> dubstep yet I don't see the problem with dubstep I really don't and NGNG was doing so well until they went to episode 51, where Darren introduced dubstep. <laughs> they lost all of their listeners, and unfortunately, Phil and Darren were assassinated. Who did it? I blame Comstar. Comstar. No, the, Are, the, the intro music for 51 is Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to the next question. Uh, Arden Swartek, uh, Adam, um, he has, has there been any mention from the Mechware Tactics team about destructible terrain? I wish we could have asked this one earlier when they were here, but what I can do is we'll save this and ask it next time they're on the show. I think that's appropriate. Um, I think this would actually be something they would introduce. Um, I'm assuming it, I mean, you got to think it's all turn-based. It's all just like the tabletop. Um, so being able to like actually fire at uh, trees and starfire. Actually, we used that. Didn't we use that in our one uh, campaign? Remember? We're closing in, and we were all short range, and so we just lit the forest on fire. The whole and... fucking map was basically yeah. clouds of smoke. <laughs> they were all long range, so we were like, well, screw this. We lit the, the forest on fire, dove right into the smoke, and basically oh, hell yeah. point blank range, we ripped them apart. So, hey. Strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Strategy. I don't know who thought of that either, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was not me. No, I'm going to go with Damer. It was um, one of our, our guys, I think, had a fire starter or something like that. Somebody had it's one probably, of those. It's probably <laughs> Alex saying, I want to burn the world down. Yeah, it Can was I Alex. this on fire? Yeah, and it was him. All right. Uh, good question. Um, we'll save that one. And uh, we've got another question specifically. Um, well, this was for Randall, and we weren't able to get it to him. But Helmer asked a question, and we're going to get it out there. And so, anyways think on this for all those who've been uh, paying attention to the MWO forums. In the early friends and family beta for MWO, Garth and the other devs usually needed to coordinate testing times by posting on the beta forums. Due to everyone being spread out over different time zones, we quickly started calling it PGI time zone. At the same time, some of the developers were playing at being Comstar in the forums. I'd like to say, Darren, I think we all started that, but we'll, we'll, we'll take credit for that. Um, we joked that it would be great to get PGI canonized as official time designation of Comstar in the Battletech universe. It stands to reason due to the numerous worlds Comstar operates on, that they would both have local time and Comstar times on various worlds to operate effectively, much like how normal militaries have it, by the way. Is there any official time designation for Comstar, and would that be possible to actually get in there? I think we may need to send that to Randall. That's a really good question. That's, That's also something we could ask Russ tomorrow. I vote we yes. Could. Just because Battletech logic 
Canada was the first ones to land on New Earth. What? Well, there you go. Um, Helmer, we will ask this question to Russ tomorrow. If he can answer it, then good. If not, we'll try and get the question to Randall and get back to you. All right, guys, we're actually going to move on to the live studio audience questions. We don't have Garth here, so if you have any questions, it would have to be for us to either talk about, speculate, or point fingers at. So uh, what we're going to do right now is just X up if you have a question. Boo will uh, get the uh, first person available, and we'll move on. So do we have any questions? First question is from Timber John. So Timber John, if you want to unmute and ask away. Oh, he, he can unmute. Uh, can you type your uh, question, Timber? Um, so Timber John's question is, how are double heat sinks going to screw up the balance of weapons causing combat limiting heat? Oh, you were one of these on the I hate DHSs earlier, weren't you? No, actually, um, what's interesting is, and we'll be talking about this in a second, is the MWO devs have specifically said that double heat sinks, um, how regular ones work and how doubles work and how right now um, they're not working properly. And they found another problem with the heat system and because of this and they said they'll be patching it november 6th that's at least what the forums say um that being said i know a few of the comments in live studio audience were that double heat sinks and the clan sort of ruined battle tech and whatnot um i actually like it um i love right now in mwo how you actually have to sit down and think well do i want to use ferro armor do i use endo internal structure do i want to use an xl engine what are the benefits of well do i want to use double heat sinks the one issue i have right now is you can't test those without actually having to pay for them which the devs have stated don't worry we're fixing that you soon you'll be able to mess around and tinker to your heart's desire without even having to pay for it much like how the regular mech lab is so you know why would there be a problem with um double heat sinks i think it's just a natural progression hey in a real world scenario, double heat sinks would eventually replace single heat sinks. Why would you use singles over doubles? Well, one, crit space. Um, how about if you looked at a, a mech that had very little weapon systems but needed a lot of weight and weight savings? Well, there you'd go for the internal um, structure and maybe just a few double heat sinks. I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, I like the system so far. So, And some mechs just... I mean, they might have all projectile base. May not even need that that kind of heat dissipation capability. And if you go with singles on that, you're saving space, you're saving cost, you're saving at least in the game battle value. Um, in in the case of MWO, I would guess just raw money. Yeah, the double heat sinks. I want to say it's it's 1.5 million to upgrade, and then each heat sink is like 12,000 compared to 4,000 C bills. Anyways, so you can see where, just like Greg said, some messing and tinking around. Do you really need them, or don't you? Something that doesn't create a whole lot of heat. Well, you don't even need them, so you can dump your uh, weight into something else. Timber John, thank you for your question. Good question. And the next question is from Marauder Deuce. Go ahead and uh, unmute your mic. I was going to say Deuce. Deuce is a great name. Go on. Why does everyone blame Phil? I'm, I'm over here. I'm not now. blaming I'm you this time. I'm no, blaming Dinger. I... <laughs> Only blame me in the chat forums. That's all. Marauder. Hey, good night, guys. Sorry. Hey. I... Oh, there he's is. there. Hey, okay. I unmuted, but I didn't. I didn't actually turn my mic on. Whoops. No actually, my questions for for you guys for BB sort of. Um, oh. Is BB going to be delivering her rather mellifluous tones to um, No Guts voiceovers and so forth, like George does? 
Well, I reckon there'd be a rather large demand for it. <laughs> you reckon right. In fact, we could probably... Yeah, anyway, I'll answer that question. Stay tuned very shortly. This was our 50th show, and I will be starting up with some new sounds and, and new mixes in the show very soon, and uh, with her uh, support, she will be featured in those a lot more. So, yeah, I, I, I'm right on the same... Uh, wavelength as you and i agree 100 percent. so stay tuned i'm smelling what you're stepping in there huh? exactly whoa whoa huh that's the right, right, how that phrase is all right george we still love you too no, no, you guys... that's fine listen bb's great she should be part of the entire community i have no problem with that i'm just totally confused by that question <laughs> what he, he's, he's basically you've he, never no. heard i'm smelling what you're stepping in i don't think he's i have that. never heard that that's, no, it's not. No. Really how that's what the to hell go, does Phil? that even mean? Let's, uh, let's <sighs> Phil has a dog. Like that means he life. steps in poo a lot. Any anybody other military vets out there that can vouch that these people? I've heard just it before. It, it is a, it is. Grimlich, uh, thank yes. you. Smell what you're cooking. Taste your gravy, but never smell what you stepped in. Oh goodness! Uh, obviously, yeah. Like Marauder Deuce, stepping in? thank you for your question. I think I can uh, speak for everyone. Everybody wants to hear more of BB. She will be in the show more. Let's move speaking, on to the next question. Speaking of which, I'm just going to do a little you know, insert here. Well, if you didn't good. listen to 49 and no. the, the most... Oh my god, I was rolling, George. That shit was hilarious. I don't... Dude... Yeah, Thank if you're you a so fan much. of George Bumpers in the beginning of our uh, shows, definitely listen to 49. It's one of his best. It's a classic. And, uh, you know, and stay tuned for more greats coming from him. Uh, there's some real good shit coming up. All right. Yeah, 49 was awesome. Das Grab. Das Grab, you're up. Unmute your mic. Ask away. Um, are they, we going to see the fire starter at all in the Bex or not? Ooh, are you talking about MWO or Tactics? Uh, and then WO. I don't know. Um, you know, I was like, well, are they ever going to do, you know, like a 20 ton mech? They're already doing the flea they've announced. So obviously they're introducing, you know, weight classes even down to the 20 ton range. I don't see why not. I think it would be great. And now that being said, they, um, I think the flamers right now, they're nothing. Actually, I take that back. I recently saw a video and someone sent me of the entire opposite team in MWO had taken hunchbacks with flamers, 4SP with flamers, and they were all standing around one atlas, and they basically were going to mech to mech to mech, basically just cooking each pilot. So why not? So maybe in some weird way like that, they're extremely useful. What I've noticed that they're useful for is kind of like a mental thing. I mean, when you have the flames going in your face, it's easy to lose your train of thought for a second or two or whatever, you know, when you're dealing with that fact and realizing, oh, well, they're not doing that much damage. But uh, yeah, well, it'd be interesting to see a flamer-specific mech introduced. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. I mean, if flamer, it means energy, so you can always customize and plus there's multiple, you know, versions of the, you know, fire starter. So... Why not? Good question, Das. All right, and Boo, who do we got? We can do one more. Jaxwin, you're up. Unmute your mic, Askway. So Jaxwin says, I don't have the time to read all the vast text out there. Can you speak to the topic of factions, when it'll be introduced, what it is uh, to be expected, etc.? 
Uh, we're actually waiting to hear this just as much as you are. Um, I think as we get closer to Community Warfare, that's when the, the answers are going to start coming out. Obviously, with the new website uh, they have for MechWare Online specifically, we're talking about, um, they have faction-specific areas and stuff like that. Unfortunately, right now, we just don't know the whole um, details. We'd love it, I think, if people can be parts of house units. And then um, I think they've even stated that um, you can move up and become and, uh, you know, get, I don't know if ranked or like you can move up to special units inside the house units. Is that, I think that's what they stated. Well, you mean being um, closer to the auto crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, doing contracts, how are mercs going to be used? Really? They've stated a few things, but until they start, you know, uh, getting out solid information right now, it's just speculation. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to it just as much as anybody. And I'm actually, that's, I think that's where you're going to see aces really can evolve just when community warfare really starts kicking off. Um, I have a feeling we're going to see a very early version of it for, you know, when it does come out, but it really has the opportunity to go, uh, go deep. No pun. George is biting his tongue again. I'm uh, most looking forward to, I think it's going to be really engaging for players and keep people around for years. I a hundred percent agree. That is the draw to the game for me. Um, long-term. So MechWare Online, we've got a ton of stuff. Patch came out before open beta. (laughs) We've got um, new mech, double heat sinks, barrel armor, endosteel, and a plethora of other small changes. Economy, we've got mech skin bobbleheads. People actually are running around YouTube videos with their little coconut bobblehead, which I think is hilarious. Um, Even though I didn't really think I would enjoy it, and I'm not going out of my way to put money on them. They are they are sort of cool. That bobblehead is the best co-pilot. He never says no. <laughs> hey, do you want to go Leroy? Sure. <laughs> he never says anything, though. <laughs> he, always, he always nods in agreement. I feel like he in your bobblehead, it just, you. like, says stuff randomly. What, what do you guys think about the uh, PC Gamer skin? Do you guys like it? I haven't had a chance to use it yet, but what I've seen, it looks awesome on the Awesome, and it looks awesome on the Centurion. It looks fantastic on the catapult. I've seen it on the catapult, but I've also seen the catapult glowing like a freaking dying star. Which, by the way, they're fixing. It's an HDR like bloom issue. But oh my god, I remember the first time that happened. I literally couldn't see anything else on my screen. It was so bright. Like as soon as it died, I went around the corner and like my you know screen went back to normal. I was like, oh, okay. So um, to, be f- to be fair, I think it's the absolute perfect definition of a stack pole. <laughs> just know, everyone right? goes blind totally Cancel unintentional yeah um, we've got a few uh, you know things obviously is they changed up the entire uh, mech lab the UI um, some other things were introduced obviously we can't go over all of every single uh, note but new mechs were also introduced new variants uh, specifically we've got the cicada um, or as I call it the cicada eh, whatever it's like those annoying bugs here in the south the cicadas if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it, YouTube it. You'll want to punch a bag of kittens after hearing them. We do have another Jenner, and they're tying in the founders too directly to that specific variant, which i that's genius. I never really understood of why I would have two different founders and the same mech of the exact same variant in the pilot lab. Now they've combined those so you don't have to BS. It's, it's really nice. Um, 
we've also got a, a new awesome and a new raven and they took away a mech and that was the centurion 9ah and the reason being is they're about to introduce the centurion 9a um jeez oh, what is it you mean the centurion 9d the centurion 9d yes and the reason why they haven't introduced it yet is because the artemis fire control system for the lrms um they haven't implemented that yet so november 6th and apparently the 9AH was a test platform for that, and people were all QQing and uh, blah. It was for a test platform for Yen Lo Wang, and now people are all like pissed off, bring it back, blah, blah, blah. Which I say, you know what? If you do, you do. I'm not against it. Why not? I'm fully okay with uh, Piranha creating their own variants because all this is based off the tabletop rules. I can make a 4SP hunchback. And I can turn around and make the exact same layout in a Centurion via the tabletop rules. Why not? It's up to them. Meh. It is kind of their game. And if it makes it fun and enjoyable, why not? I mean, it's not like they're going out of their way to screw us over or anything. They do actually care about this game and the people who play it. Oh, no. You're, you're definitely... You need to back up there. We all know this isn't true. Oh, Shit. It's all paperwork. They want our money in the game. Shit. I'm going to go Dude, post on the forums like now. They're releasing this game because they know it's crap, and that's why we're going to open beta now because it's going to suck and LRMs are overpowered. Thoroughly enjoying uh, the game. I've thoroughly enjoyed the beta experience since the very beginning uh, back in June, and it was really, really difficult not saying anything the entire time. Uh, but of course, we're loving what they're doing, and uh, the 9D supposedly. Um, will be available on the 6th of November, so just a week away also, and a ton of stuff. noted that if the 6th of November is when that's coming out, the 6th of November is also when Artemis is coming out. Aha! See how that works? They say, hey, this needs to be implemented before we can bring this back. And another thing to, to notice is they took out the mech collisions. For those who are just now getting into the open beta and haven't been in the beta before, don't worry It'll be introduced again. Basically, the problem wasn't necessarily the system, and that was getting knocked down or whatever. The problem was, is when a mech got knocked down, it had this weird warping issue. And what I mean, it would, you would fall down, or you'd be looking at a, a mech falling down, and they would like warp backwards for a second, and then they would warp back to their position of them like standing up in their animation. So that's what they're fixing and that's what they said hey you know it's it's you know for closed beta it was fine to test to sort of see what was going on but for open beta we're taking it out so right now that sort of caused a few issues of light mechs basically becoming i don't know bumper cars and you they're really difficult to kill because you can't knock them over troll mandos and jenners and this is really going to put a hindrance in my dragon bowling league i know but once that's implemented again, trust us, that's how you take out a light mech. Oh, that's he, hey, you know, he wants to run around going 130, 140 kph, Cicada. Hip yeah, check. just wait, buddy. So what if you tackle me? So go ahead, tackle me. You're going to fall too, and then my buddies are going to light you up like a Christmas tree, and you'll be dead. And that's how we roll. Um, they've also got the first hero mech. Now, for those that didn't check it out, uh, very very cool it's got its own custom uh, paint job and yes that is canon now can anyone can anyone really if, if you didn't know about this right he is korean descent the yen the wang the pilot 
just all of them are Korean descent. But yet, the Wang has a Japanese sunburst on it. Just I'm glad gonna... I'm not the only person that thought that was weird. And you it's and not. It's not Piranha. The this, this is this is what's in the Lord, BattleTech novels. What's I know in... it's canon, but I... generic Asian is all over canon, and that's what's offensive. <laughs> well, I, I'm just like, well, I just don't. Maybe it's like a, a a bird. Maybe you know Justin and them are just giving the the Drax the bird, saying, you know what? Anyways, I don't know. Sweetenies. End of discussion. I actually don't remember ever seeing a, a picture of the paint job prior to the game release. No, well, it, the, uh, it talks about it in uh, the novels, and it talks about it in the story lines and stuff. You can I think just go the to see. earliest picture is from the collectible card game. Did yeah. it say specifically Imperial Japanese flags when it was described? The naval ensign? <laughs> I think uh, someone was confused and probably... No, it's an oversight. Anyways, I think it's hilarious. Um, I've actually used it. I, I put a Gauss rifle and a large laser on it, and I ran around, and it was great, and I had good times. Um, it gives you 30% C-build boost. It's got an AC-20 and two medium lasers. AC-20's in its right arm, two medium lasers in its CT. Uh, obviously, it's got hard points. It's got two laser in its CT and the two ballistic in its arm, along with, of course, AMS. And it costs 3750 MC. So, not very expensive. Now, have you guys used it? I loved it. I, I was running around. Every day. Every day, it's all I use. I saw a group of uh, armed guys, and they were doing uh, wang drops. Everyone in an eight-man group had to be in a wang. True story. It happened. Down and armed. I was watching it. Wang drops. Yes. Wang drops. They were dropping some wang and winning. Wow. Oh, God. (laughs) Randall and our other guests are gone, so we we can have a little fun. And Darren's gone. Mama Bear. The underlying question is, is this going to become neck wang online? (laughs) I hate you all. (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Mama Bear Darren is gone so he, he let me record so it's his fault no uh, I hope you're blank spot in the uh, this coming episode where it's just gonna be cut out <laughs> yeah Darren when you're recording this and you hear all this the live studio audience does miss you everyone else of the host miss you better bring me candy and of course we've got the beginner tutorial with some really good. nice class of gentlemen commentary. yeah uh, indeed it's funny on Facebook uh, this morning I had uh, JT just hired one of our old uh, um, WIE members and he said so when I asked you last time about any tutorial videos and you sort of blew me off with a proverbial answer and I was like I plead the fifth dude I, you know uh, yes um, <laughs> and there he is in the live studio audience me and Darren have had the privilege of, of working with PTI and IGP and uh, getting these videos there's more to come it just uh, some of these things take a lot of time and effort to put into, and it was just the very first start of many videos to come. The thing that a lot of people don't realize is when you're making tutorial videos and there's continual patches that change UI and everything else in the game, we had to go through a lot of iterations of that one video. And I will say, I get irritated very quickly with me and Darren because we'll be up here late at night and he'll have me redo five to ten lines because I have this horrible drawl of southern language and uh see what you did to me south have you seen what you've done to me i used to have perfect english i used to speak english yeah yeah what are you doing now 
not it's, getting basic names right. It's what he's doing. Yeah, he, exactly. Uh-huh. I stumble. I mumble. It's yeah. You live in the south you know for. What helps with that? What's that? Sleep. Yeah, that helps too. Oh, did you see that? Yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, we also got uh, open beta went open on the 29th. Uh, we talked to Garth earlier really about it. Um, some things to note. That was their final reset. I did get confirmation last time I mentioned that. The only reason something else would come is if something like tragic or crazy and they don't foresee anything like that. So no more resets. Um, they did say that uh, the Founders Program, you'll be able to um, use that in the not-too-distant future. I think November. You'll have a button when you want to start it. So yep. button don't not be... implemented for two weeks. Yeah, don't be calling BS. Oh my god, I'm you know I used my MC and I, I didn't know. Yes, you did. This button is overpowered. Yes, you did. But I totally understand. You don't want to start your premium account or you don't want to use them until you do. And you, that's definitely kudos. I'm glad uh, PGI is listening. So you have that choice, and you get to choose when you want to use it. Did you guys notice the new forum section command chair? Anybody else? Anybody see that today? I did see that. I love it. All right, command chair. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's basically a, I would say, a segue for the devs. They're basically posting all of this like, hey, heat, double heat sinks. This is what the system is. This is what's messed up. We're getting to it. And this is an expected time, release days, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you've got November 6th. Uh, you've talked about farming and how people were farming the trial mix. Apparently, you could go in with the trial, die, come back out of the game and use that trial mech immediately. Uh, not so much anymore. Basically, if you if it gets if it's in game and you die, well, it's going to be there until the match ends, just like normal mechs. They talked about the user interface, um, the changes that. And by the way, that user interface that's a mock up, mock up. Don't take it for you know. It's not final. Laura, can you say that again? It's not final. Can you let them know? It's not final. Greg, it's not final, bros. Okay, just I just wanted to clarify that it's not final. It's better. Yeah, beta is totally launched. I don't know what you're talking about. Shit, I, you know, <laughs> I failed somewhere. No, very cool thing, and I'm I'm basically I'm taking the stance of I want them to be very vocal in the community. I want them to say, you know what? Hey, stop being so freaking negative. Be positive. We're working on it. Things take time. This QQing, these groups that are going out there and trolling. You know what? You just need to. You just need to step away from your computer. Go camping. You know. I, mean, I wish other development companies would take that approach. You know, not be I, so secretive. I mean, if one of the devs stood up and said, "Shut the hell up and be positive," oh, we need to get Paul to say that. That'd be hilarious. Oh, uh, that's it, easily wrenched. <laughs> uh, anyways, some very cool stuff, and then I want to move on to another topic. And, of course, you've all read it, and if you haven't, you missed it because it was in the closed beta discussion. But, oh my god, Yen the Wang is the beginnings of pay to win. And the argument's for, the argument's against. And uh, what people were arguing was that Yen the Wang had stats that the other Centurions didn't. And one of my, my stats is their pilot lab stats and, like, the torso twist rate, the arm convergence rate of fire, you know, all that. Even though Garth 
and when they posted, they said, hey, we're actually doing tweaks to every chassis. Yen Le Wang is just the first one we're doing this to. And it just so happens it's our hero mech, what we're releasing. Don't worry, we'll be doing it to every chassis. No, no, oh my god, it's got an air unfair advantage. No, yeah, no, it doesn't. Mech Wang's online. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> uh, someone actually just posted, um, by the way. Somebody. Thank you for posting that. And you can see that, of course, it's pretty much the sunburst, and there it is right there. Yes, I know. So some people were arguing that the Yellow Wing is a slippery slope and that it's the only Centurion that can man an AC-20 in its arm and blah, blah, blah. Oh, there, my favorite s- argument was the uh, strong-arming people into buying MC because in order to get to the Elite, you have to buy Yen no, you don't. They're about to introduce another design where you don't no, have no, to do know, anything with the hero mechs. And this is what I don't get, is if you don't want to use the mech, don't buy it. It's not it, It's not like uh, it's got a better loadout or, or it has more armor or it's got the same capabilities as the other ones. And we've talked about this. What's, what's wrong with them doing stuff like this? The guys, they're a business. They have to make money. It's stuff like this. I want a... And again... I would love to see the Unseen, the Marauder. I would love, you know, Natasha Marauder. I think that would be badass. Imagine when they do the clans. Aiden, Pride, Timberwolf. Yes, I'm there. It's mine. If it happens, yes. Mine. 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 I actually don't like the configuration of that variant. Gonna rain on your parade there, but yes, it would be cool. My point being, though, is custom setups like that. Uh, Yes. Uh, so, all this QQing about pay to win, drop it. No one cares. I'm, this is actually the last time I'm I'm really gonna talk about it. Get over it. Whatever. It's not happening. Because at the end of the day, you actually have to be better than the other people. And if you're not better, you're gonna die. So, all right. So today, MechWare Tactics, a thousand keys were sent out today. Yeah. And uh, if you got one, awesome. I will try to do my best to get a few keys. Maybe we can get a few out there for future giveaways. So, last time we did this, by the way, watch Facebook. Watch the podcast, uh, you know, when we're going live and stuff like that. Maybe there will be some secret stuff slipped in there. So, maybe you have to, you know, email me or email a specific email to get in there, you know. And, of course, if you have any questions about MechWare Tactics, make sure to go there, register and be active the devs are actually very very active over there um sophie uh igp sophie she's a really cool uh chick she will help you out any way shape or form she can she will get answers for you and of course you know the devs are always uh, you know always on the forums over there so again one of the things we're going to be doing is working with randall bills um getting you more information about BattleTech. So expect more. Um, I'm going to even try to do a giveaway soon. Maybe even a box set, something like that. We've already mm-hmm. done one box set. Yeah. Um, actually, I think the winner is in the live studio audience right now. Yeah, she is. Hi, Morgana. And of course, you've got some links getting started. You can go over there. Randall Bills had a, uh, a Reddit ask me anything sort of thing. Uh, if we can get that linked. Read through it. It's got a ton of stuff on there. We Very will have... If you're into we... Battletech lore. Yeah, we will have him on again. Don't worry about that. Again, today was our first, you know, anniversary, so we wanted to pack it full of uh, people for you. 
And again, we've got uh, other stuff like MechWarrior Living Legends. Um, there is work still going on. Vlad, I will get a hold of him. Uh, he's taking charge of a few uh, of the developments over there. And we'll get you some news. Facebook. Holy crap. I will say the comic has been a huge, 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 huge success. If you have ideas, send them to Rudy, shortpainter at nogetsnogalaxy.net. If you haven't given us a like, give us a like on Facebook, help us out. Or if you don't like Facebook, you don't like social media, just go to the website, register, participate in the mech voting and community questions of the week. That's all we ask. And again, I ask you if you have the ability, go to our website right now. Go to donations, set up reoccurring reoccurring $5 donation if you can. Help us out. We have a lot of plans, a lot of goals, and we want to achieve those. And we're asking you, the community, to support this show. So, thank you. And of course, staff members, thank you for a full year. 50 shows of having to put up with me. How do you guys do that? Lots of alcohol. Some of us don't. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Alex, uh, for that little input. Uh, actually, Alex, I want I, I want you to unmute real quick and, you know, thank you. I want to say thank you to Alex uh, personally. If you guys don't know, he actually used to do all the editing for the podcast originally. And uh, I want to say thank you for doing that when you had the time, bud. We uh, we did appreciate that. For those that don't you know. don't appreciate me anymore. For those oh, that don't there. know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex is uh, working his ass off in real life, and so he didn't have as much time. So he tries to help out when he can. And uh, if anything, Alex, um, I think what you add to the show is uh, a little bit of cynical, a little bit of real, and that's awesome, bud. So we'll have you on the show in the not-too-distant future when you have the time. Greg, it's been awesome working with you. You're the one who got me into podcasts, by the way, in the the very beginning with the Declarations of War podcast. So Don't lay this in my feet. I'm kidding. (laughs) <laughs> you know, basically the layout of the show was sort of spawned from you. And, uh, you know, we look forward to working with you on some other projects in the future as well. And we'll announce those when we can. And of course, Laura, it's been a pleasure uh, introducing you to the show. I think everyone here, even the live studio audience, wants more of you. And uh, they'll be getting it as far as uh, some of the voiceovers like uh, George Ledoux. We got some pretty cool stuff planned. And of course, Brandon. I don't think you guys really understand this show is possible because of this guy. He, that whole ninja stalker forum. Holy crap, man. You take it to another level and it's awesome. So I'll take that creepy compliment as a compliment. To put it in perspective, I was talking to one of the devs at PGI and they mentioned something about what was going on in the forums. You had already posted about it to me on our document. that. That was correct. Yes. And it's it's happened more than once. So um, and he's been referred to as uh, from the devs personally. Going, does the dude even sleep? He lives on the forums. It's a little creepy. He needs to get out a little bit more. But no, thank you so much, Brandon. You do amazing things, and again, you help this show go on. And so, anyways, I just want to take the time again say thank you to everyone. Darren, thank you so much for editing all these podcasts. The last uh, one forty nine, he went through and did all the sound levels. That's why I sounded a little bit better, more crisp and clear took him like i want to say like 20 plus hours to do yes 20 hours of editing yeah it was insane and of course t-shirts will be going online tonight please support ngng by grabbing one uh we've got a few choices for you and of course there will be more i should say who doesn't love a t-shirt buy one buy 20 Actually, speaking of t-shirts, Adam, by the way, our web guru, he just poked me. He actually does the most work out of, well, I don't know. 
out of you guys, you guys do all the work. I, I, I just talk. Um, he's working his ass off on the new website, by the way. Um, we'll be integrating possibly the MWO wiki he hosts into NGNG as well. So keep that in mind. And of course, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWord podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's 31st of October, first year anniversary show. It's awesome. Thank you so much. This is Phil. This is Brandon, also known as Catrick Hell. This is Greg. This is Laura. And here's to another year. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Mech Warriors.